Hey, this is Hathel. Hey, this is Stevie. This is Apologies Now. And thank you guys for being here. We're going to have an exciting podcast today. I, we, we actually have a, one of my dear friends, um, one of my students at one time, one of my, one of the, actually one of the most talented, toughest guys I've ever met, and I consider myself an expert in violence. And this young man... His name is Trevor Gillies. He played for the NHL. He played for the played for the uh, KHL. He played for the the team here in Augusta. All the three letter leagues and a few four letter leagues. This man right here, I can't say enough about him. You know, normally we have our podcast where we focus on things or medical nature or COVID nature, but today we're going to talk about somebody that I find extremely fascinating. This is a bad son of a bitch. Thanks for being here, man. Yep. It's my pleasure to be on with two fine gentlemen. Love you both. Yep. One's got an awesome mustache, right? Yes. You have a fantastic <laughs> mustache, Ethel. I like the so, porn stash, homie. So the purpose of this has been to cover uh, just an inside joke while I'm at the hospital because I've got a mask on all the time. Yeah, bro. So nobody knows about it, but now people are starting to kind of see it because i got to take it off every once in a while. Anyway, mustache rides are free. This is... Mustache uh, <laughs> rides are free. <laughs> <laughs> So, hey. Um, I hope our kids don't hear this. So, I'm, Apologies well, I'm, now. That's right. <laughs> Apologies. He's on. Well, look, so you're from Canada, and you were in the NHL in Anaheim and then in New York, right? Uh, well, I wrong? can remember I was in Anaheim. Uh, okay. I got knocked out by the champ. Uh, he's no longer with us, but rest in peace, Derek Bugard. Guy was like 6'9", 285, but... You find a small that's, guy. That's before I started working with Stevie and learned how to do all that stuff. I'm sure we'll talk about soon. But, yeah, the um, highlight of my career was playing with the Islanders. Okay, so got it, got it, got it. When, uh, how does, okay, so I'm, first of all, both of you guys obviously know how to fight. I've got very limited understanding of that. I want to ask a bunch of questions that you but might you're, find. you're married, though, so you should know how by now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but genuine, no, no, I'll be asking questions that I think a lot of people may have that you both or either of you may find kind of uh, simple. Well, what's know? so funny is that we do these medical interviews, and I'm the one that's asking no, no, the, no, the just, yeah, benign questions. Never. And, I mean, I'm just, I'm just yeah. inquisitive by nature. So, I mean, I think you and I have done this when we're sitting around Anyway, well, I'll start asking questions because I like knowing about things that I don't know about. Right. Hence this podcast. So, um, let's mute that. So, uh, <laughs> how old were you when you when you realized that this is what you wanted that you wanted to be in the hockey business? The hockey business. I don't know what no, it's, it's called either. either. No, it's a, it's a great way to put it. So, <laughs> you know, it is a business first of all, and um, growing up, you know, just like any Canadian kid, uh, started to skate at two and a half. Started playing a league at five. Pretty much from five years old, I was telling everyone I could uh, talk to. Uh, you know, Trevor Gillies never met a stranger. You know that. So yeah. we'd go to the rink and watch. You're excellent like that. By <laughs> Thanks. We'd, uh, you know, we'd go to watch my brother, my sister. My sister played ringette. Uh, my brother was a stud hockey player. He had a lot more talent than me. We'll get into that later, I'm sure. But um, he didn't. when he got older, he played with me on the same level. So I would go around instead of sitting up there. My parents never uh, mingled with the other parents, you know, on the team. They liked to – they were real quiet. Like, they you know, really are. They're so great. They're phenomenal people. And they're, phenomenal they don't, they parents, don't get much but they never, they never got involved in all the politics and all the, you know, the BS. So they kind of sat by themselves. And, you know, instead of me sitting there bored out of my mind watching my little brother, I'd go chat with 70, 80-year-old people in the, in the crowd. That's how you learn stuff. So Your parents. Yeah, man. I was just like buzzing, you know, just like I am right now. Like Your I'm, parents. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're the best. So my mom would always be like, well, 
Trevor, who'd you meet tonight? And I'd tell them all the people, and we'd come into arenas, and they'd be like, "Hey, Trevor!" Like, I mean, next game, like, or you know, it could be three weeks later. We're playing London. My brother's playing London, and I already know the parents and the grandparents on the London team. And they're like, "Hey, Trevor!" And my mom's like, "Trevor, John, you never met a stranger." And I was like, "Is that bad, mom?" She's like, "No." Wow. She's like, "It's going to be great for you someday." So, I mean, I've always been kind of treat everyone like I want to be treated, and uh, it's worked out just fine. You know? Well, I've been to, I've been to a few of your games, and I've noticed that whenever you're dealing with fans, it doesn't matter what walk of life they're from, what cultural perspective they're from. Man, he is friends, and he's sweet, and he's kind, and you see it. It's wonderful. That's beautiful. Because, I mean, these people are looking up to you, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, you know? one, so. of the, one of the biggest, uh, you know, <laughs> problems with a lot of athletes is, you know, they, they need to realize who's paying their paycheck. So, you know, what I was taught at a young age from Adam Graves, who's a legend, won some Stanley Cups, is, you know, you always make time for the fans that are paying your paycheck. So, you know, a lot of the guys in the game that I remember weren't the best players, but they spent the most time with the fans and, you know, took the time to sign the autographs and take the pictures. And those are the guys you remember, you know. So I said, if I ever get a chance to make it, because that was my dream since I was five, and I told everyone that I was going to make it, and they right. thought I was an absolute lunatic. And, uh, you know, it took, <laughs> and it, you it took me a long time, which is fine, but... But I did it, you right, know. Like I, right, you know, right, right. I believe like if you truly have a, a dream, any but kid, that, you need to chase it. And I was vocal with my dream, and it happened. Well, I'm I mean, lucky. That, but what you just said applies, I think, to everybody in every industry. That you're speaking from your brain and your heart. That it's smart to engage with your fans, Absolutely. but also they look up to you. I mean, you know what I mean. And so it's not only a personal thing, but a business thing. And so, so to to that point, it's funny. Uh, on a smaller scale, in medical school, I'd get beat up by. Figuratively, not the way you gentlemen do it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, by attendings and the, you know these people that are just abusing Bits. you abu- horribly, embarrassing you on purpose just for fun. You know, like I'm like, if I ever do that, it's not going to be that way. You know what I mean? You see these people doing it the wrong but way. But you're also a fine person too, Ethel. So let's be honest. I try to be. I try to be. Yeah, I'm going to surround myself with the best people. Here we are. You know, my whole philosophy in life is it's a a goal that I don't attain very much is just try to be half a percent better every day. It's Man, a that's very awesome. hard goal to do and you fail more often than not. But with that outlook, I mean, uh, you know, you're in for a, a nice life. And so I've never seen anything but good come out of you. Yeah, um, I'm with you. You know, well, so, so help me, help, help me understand though. Okay. And so I grew up, uh, grew up in the Southeast, not as much hockey exposure as you can imagine. So, so when do you get active in the game? Pro- professionally or uh, well, no just during a during a game is it a ma- hockey match or hockey game yeah match game match game and so so when are and typically you know i played soccer i know when there's a yellow card or red card when you get fouled that yeah i stuff. used to get a lot of yellow and red cards my dad let me play soccer for one year and he said uh, my, my brother was a stud it's soccer is a great game for building up your legs for sure. hockey you know sure um, your VMOs, it's important to protect the leg. I mean, you're a doctor, you know yeah. the deal. So that's a huge, huge deal. Hockey is really quad dominant, right. um, you know, posterior chain. We're speaking a little, huge. you know, lingo like that for you. But, um, you know, I like to slide <laughs> tackle. I like to slide tackle some guys and, and uh, you know, they went down crying or whatever and uh, I'd get kicked out. So after one year, my dad said, ah, son, we better, you better stick to the contact sports, big guy. Your brother will keep playing this and you'll play year round uh, summer hockey. So what was your position? Uh, growing up, I was a defenseman. My Wherever idol, he wants. Have you seen the size of this guy? No, no, in hockey specifically. <laughs> my, idol, my idol growing up was Scott Lefty. Stevens. So um, if you Lefty. look him up, he's an absolute animal. I got to meet him when I was in the NHL. The guy, like, when he was way retired, and I was 31 at the time when I met him. 
Um, his forearms are just huge, huge hands and just in phenomenal shape. But he just was ruined guys with hits. So, like, I've always taken, yeah, I could fight. Um, and the way I played with all the physicality and all the big hits on their still skilled players, I had to learn how to fight at a young age. So I left home at 15 years old played junior hockey lived with a billet family it'd be like if i moved in with your family okay. and you get paid to like uh you know feed me and you know i was kind of like my sec you'd be like my second dad that's you called Stevie a billet family yeah it's called a host family in the states they call it we call it a billet and um so, a lot of great people that i'm still friends with to this day why why do you have to do that like is it because you were going to play well because I, I moved away from home so instead of being the big fish in a small pond I uh, moved away from home to try to play at the best level I you could at that young age. Yeah. yeah, so I got very blessed and lucky to play on this the best team in Canada um, called the Caledon Canadians. And um, we had a guy that was getting highly recruited. He's huge. Dana Zubras. He's from Latvia or something. He's a monster. UK, he's Ukraine, actually. I hate to say the wrong thing. And right. Yeah, yeah that will be unhappy. But he's, yeah. he looked like Ivan Drago. The guy's like, he's, he's ripped up like a bad report card. I mean, stud. He was like 6'4", 240. Right. Just could do things like a guy 5'9". And every NHL scout was there every night watching him, as well as OHL scouts. And I was a young kid, so I'm trying to get drafted to the OHL, which is the best league in Canada where you can fight half visors. There's 30 teams. Back then, back then there wasn't. So uh, you know, it worked out. Like uh, the way I played, I had I hit their skill guys, and all of a sudden, some twenty year old would grab me and jump me. Right. And uh, you know, I wasn't winning those fights. You right. Know? You know, right. Stevie right. knows you got to take your lumps. Sure. Pay your dues and. Well, real quick, can I interrupt you real quick? Yeah, of course. You said uh, that league you could fight half visor. What's that mean? So half visor is like uh, instead of a cage, um, you got a piece of plexiglass. Let's just say, you know, almost like when we go to the grocery stores now, you know, you right. see that thin yeah. metal piece yeah. of plexiglass. Well, every time I see one of those, I want to like chip a puck off. <laughs> so, I'm like, I told the I told the lady at the grocery store, I was like, I gotta. I'm like, so I'm sorry, man, but like every time I see a sheet of glass, I'm like, I didn't make a lot of like skilled plays. I just want to like chip a puck off this and go hunt on the forecheck and kill some defensemen. I was like, <laughs> she just looks at me like, what? I'm like, ah, talky, don't worry about it. <laughs> but uh no man i moved away from home at 15 we won a championship and heavily scouted team because okay. of zubris and a lot a lot of scuds we had a lot of studs we had nine guys go full scholarship for hockey and three of us go in the top two rounds to the ohl draft which is major junior and, and then the superstars like the crosby you know you know obviously you guys don't know a lot of hockey here right. but right. some Gretzky. of the people listening will but like Sidney crosby the gradskis like old school like uh, joe thornton those kind of guys go right out of major junior at 18 they're superstars and they right. go right to the NHL where the majority of us that are like good players um, you know or Work the top way. tough guy or whatever you got to go pay your dues sure. so then if you either go full you can either go on a kind of a full paid education in Canada because mm-hmm. um, they have school packages or but no one really does that much right. unless they know they can't hack it in pro so I was like well I'm, there's no one left to fight so I'm going to go turn pro I turned pro at 20 and had a great career in junior and then turned pro fighting men um, at 20 years old in Biloxi, Mississippi and came here in Augusta, beautiful Augusta, Georgia, my third year pro. And What were you doing in Biloxi? Uh, my first year pro, I went to LA Kings camp. Uh, summer camp was fun, blast, a lot of young guys, and then uh, made it to main camp. And um, Rob Blake, who's a Hall of Famer, was my defense partner. He made me look real good. Um, stuck around a while. They sent me to the AHL. He's a stud. Yeah. Um, sent me to the AHL, and uh, my first AHL preseason game, I had three fights. Fought a guy by the name of Louis Bedard, super tough dude, but he didn't know I was a lefty. I was like a baby-faced assassin. I had right. no facial hair. I had the blonde tips. That was cool to rock those back in right. the day. Oh, now God. Was, yeah, yes. it's kind of sad, but 
but it was like really cool <laughs> back then to kind of you oh, know has got a mustache yeah kind of <laughs> kind of skate around like i had a tan like you ethel and uh you know the, i had the nice indian tan with some uh some frost frosted tips. tips and i was just you know playing like an animal out there and this guy didn't like it so he grabbed me and uh he didn't know i was left-handed so i broke his nose uh, and trevor, uh trevor I was, I'm, I'm interrupting you but I, I just for people like us that don't really know about how it works how hockey and the fights work yeah would you explain to us i know that usually it's because you're you're uh more talented players getting bullied on therefore you send out the tough guy the enforcer to go out there and say hey uh, you're going to not bully my guy, my point guy, and then it goes from there. And you've talked to me about that a little bit. Would you That's explain I'm, that and buckets off and that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to understand when the fight happens, yeah. when it's condoned. He's, he's really good at this. Yeah, no, he's I done this a lot. So there's there's so many different scenarios when a fight will pop up, especially at the pro level. If uh, we start the game, and obviously I'm not the fourth line, I'm a fourth line player. It's a bottom of the totem pole. Okay. You know, there's only four lines. Okay. Um, you know, your studs are on the first, second line, and, you know, you might have some a great penalty killer and a great defensive centerman on the fourth line with a guy like me, a heavyweight and a middleweight on the right side, banging bodies is what we call it. So we might start out slow, but, um, you know, if we do start out real flat, well, then I'll go out and I'll challenge their heavyweight, and he's bigger than me, and if I have a great fight with him, we get automatic momentum. It kind of is like... It's the ultimate deterrent. Stevie knows. I mean, fighting solves everything is what we say. Yeah. So, you know, it's the ultimate deterrent. If you take a cheap shot on one of my teammates, well, then you never know. Like, well, you know, the world. real job of the enforcer is to go out and, you know, take names. So I wasn't one of these guys like, hey, buddy, you know, you want to have a fight? And like, I, it wasn't my style. Like, I believe in the old school, old school way, which is cost me a lot of money. <laughs> you know, it cost me a lot of money. minutes. You know, like it cost me a lot of suspensions, but it is what it is. Like I would never say they took, they sent me here, they sent me here. It's it's my job. Like I mean, you got to be some kind of a retard and not figure out um, when it's time to go, when it's needed. You know, if someone on my team gets taken out with a high hit and they're out of the game, they got obviously it's probably going to be what now they call it upper body injury, which is obviously concussion or a lower body lower body injury they blew out his knee or groin or whatever well then i'm gonna go get my pound of flesh and it might not happen that game that's (laughs) you know it might not happen that game but you know it's just like anything you have a memory you put in the memory bank we play a lot of these teams eight to ten times but but eventually it's gonna happen eventually it's going to happen so it's a self-police game so you get in you're in the game you're playing and you remember in your memory bank that that guy has it coming and you give it to him yeah, I'll give him a little if he's a, if he's a skilled player or a guy that you know we kind of stick to our weight classes and if it's a tight game well then I'm always going to follow through with what I call a little sweet chin music okay <laughs> so like you know you follow through with the elbow yeah I like that um, so you follow through with an elbow or whatever hand uh, you know hit him with the shoulder but then follow through with the left hand or whatever and kind of plaster his face up against like a mosquito against the glass does and the umpire umpire or ref referee ref, so there's, the ref- there's a referee there's two in the NHL level and uh, there's two linesmen so do they they don't stop you um, well, they, they can't stop a hit, but if there's a fight, how it works, like Stevie said, is we drop our gloves. A lot of time, a lot of us know each other. So I fought six of my eight groomsmen. Stevie loves that. <laughs> so, awesome. you know, like, um, and, and one of them, that's an absolute killer. He's one of my very best friends, Jeremy Oblonsky. He's one of the toughest guys to play in the last like 18, 20 years. Um, excuse me. He, um, 
you know, he was a six-time Golden Glove champion in a row. He's got a couple MMA heavyweight belts. Oh, I mean, wow. he brought me to Russia when we played for the Mafia together. Best oh, let's, family let's ever. Let's not forget about that. I want to hear this. Yeah. Let's so, not I mean, forget about But a Russia. lot of my groomsmen were super tough. Like, I mean, I fought six of them. Um, and they weren't easy fights. I mean, but. So, gloves just, come off. Yeah, so gloves. We kind of we kind of starts out like a real calm conversation, kind of like what we're having. Obviously, I'm a little jacked up on coffee and a few of these nice long drinks from right. Finlandia. <laughs> but um, you know, I literally look at him, and it, depending on how the game's going, he might look at me and be like, "Hey, Gills, this game's getting out of control." He's like, "Let's," you know, he'll be like, "We got to go," and I'll be like, "I look at him, be like, yeah, we got to go, bro," <laughs> and he'd be like. Yeah, we got to go right now. I said, all right. I'm like, are we going to just grab and go? Or are we going to take the lids off and go to center ice and show them what we're all about? Or say the like, buckets. The buckets off. And, uh, <laughs> and sure enough, we, you know, he'd be like, no, no, let's show them what we're all about. He goes, bro, let's show them what we're all about. This is what Yava would say. And I'd be like, all right, buckets off center ice. He goes, yep. This and is then, a collegial conversation yeah, about whether you're going to start right, the Yeah, and then right after the puck, you have to wait for the puck to drop, or you get kicked out of the game. Okay. You know, so we wait for the puck to drop, and then boom, we drop the mitts, take the buckets, give them a little spin, you know, for the fans, and go to center ice and uh, show the team. But, you know, you're fighting for the jersey, you know, the crest on the front, not the name on the back. That's what good, it's all good, about. Good, good. And then I at, love you know, that. After the game, you know, it's just like working for your company. If I work for, you know, where you work at the doctor hospital or whatever, and where Stevie works, I mean, you know, that's how you keep a job. I sure, mean, sure. It's a job. And then after we'll love and hug on the wives and kids and all that crap with a broken nose. And, you know, people don't get it, but, you know, it's, we had a job to do and we take pride in um, protecting the investment, which is the talent and ultimately doing the dirty work so the good guys can win. Let's go. So, first of all, we're going to keep this conversation just as calm as it is right now. I don't want it escalating <laughs> at all. No, but so. Uh, I don't think if it you was wait a blast. Us, if, Ethel, both, if you wait Ethel, us both it was together. so fun. I'm bro. sure it was, brother. If you wait us both together, we're still not as big as he is. <laughs> <laughs> So, so put on a little weight since Stevie, uh, retirement. Stevie, you may know this, so you can explain this to me later. But I think the the I'm assuming I'm as ignorant. I mean, you know, the listeners may not recognize this, but you you start you talk about it. You fight the outcome of the fight. Let's say you're standing and the other guy's not. Mm-hmm. What does that mean in regards to the game? Like, does that mean that? Well, it, you know, especially if I drop a guy that's super tough, mm-hmm. like a lot of guys were bigger than me, it gives a huge momentum swing. I mean, like, if you ever went to a hockey game, um, the the loudest the fans are going to be. Morale is where it's Not at. one person will be sitting when there's a hockey fight. It's louder than any goal. I mean, it is it is pure competition. I mean, that's what I love about it. Like, it's almost like time. Bare-fisted, too. Bare-fisted, bare-knuckle. I mean, it's the On rawest the form of competition. So there is. Could you imagine running into his ass in a parking lot, no, barefisted? No. He's used to being on ice. He's going to. Fuck I, I feel the, the same. Up. I feel the same about you, Coach. Well, so, so let's keep that. Keep okay. that. Keep okay. that okay. idea. Right. And, I, and I'm sitting hey, between both Stevie, of you. Stevie hits like an absolute super heavyweight, and he's a hundred and what? Um, about got, thirty-five. Nah, you're one eighty. One eighty. I've got a small funny story about that. I'll tell you all later. I don't want to lose sight of this. So, okay. So there's a there's a there's there's a disagreement, a professional disagreement going on on the ice, and you both well, say, "Let's just settle." Well, this many now. many times we're already like best friends, uh, and we just have a job to do because we're the the enforcer or the heavyweights um you know so we don't have any qualms with each other we don't have no problems we haven't had any words because you know it's all about you respect your teammate especially friends and um oh that sounded nice it does so um little long drink here for the finnish long drink company i drank these in finland uh, check them out legend of 1952 this, this so, so literally i mean it, there's, a, cool there's i could 
I could write a book about the code and the exact times to do it, but it's always calculated and it's always for the crest on the front, the brotherhood. It, we're, we're a band of brothers. Right. And I'm considered like, you know, Stevie's the oldest of the Dement brothers. So I was trained the same way he was. Um, my job was to make sure that my brother and sister came home not crying and not beat up. And I'm sure we'll get into that another time. You might want to slap me around for saying this, but we were both raised like wolves. Right. So I've been doing this job way before I started it in pro hockey. Playing hockey, right. Um, so it's just a, you know, as a kid who kind of got messed with by a lot of older boys, the Penson, the, whatever, these guys back in the old day won't give them any credit. You remember? They're, they're, <laughs> they're minions. You should go pay them a visit. Yeah, well, I'd love <laughs> Let's to. Go. We'd love to. Let's go. But, uh, hey, when trust do, me, when I, got, leave? I got my pound of flesh back then. Too, hey, when do we, Trevor, <laughs> you know, when do we leave? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's just there's so many scenarios. But, you know, the one thing is you never really want to take a guy at a disadvantage. So, but there's other times where there might be a tough guy on their team who's kind of cheap that I ask him gentlemanly like we're doing right now. Where I'm looking you in the eye and I'd say, hey, there's a guy, his name, he's a French guy. I'm not going to say his name, but I'd be like, hey, you want to go? He'd be like, no, I don't want to go right now. You know, whatever he says, I can't do his I think that was Russian. Yeah, I think oh. it was kind of Russian, but whatever. So uh, he was like, French, no, I'm not fighting right now. I'm like, okay, whatever. And uh, then all of a sudden at the end of the shift, he waits for you to be tired. He'll jump you from behind. I mean, that's just... There's a code like, okay, sure. I want you at your best. You want me at my best. If you fall down or I fall down, you don't hit me. The fight's kind of over. Unless you pop back up, then it's go time. I, I envision like a duel from the colonial time. That, that's so well you, said. You know what I mean? Like yes. it's, all, it's, a, it's a gentlemanly conversation. Yeah, and I was all about like all the tricks. I mean, you know what? If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So like I had like Vaseline, a left arm, because I'm a lefty. So that's what saved me because these guys are bigger. But I You actually go both. Yeah, I go both. Yeah, this is no no gay, but you you can go both ways. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So with you, you're dangerous because you don't know what side the power is coming from. And that's so deceiving. And people don't recognize that. You got to think. Nine out of ten people are right-handed. Sure. So if you're in the fight game, you are accustomed to sparring and training with right-handed fighters. Right. So what that also means, though, is one in ten is going to be a southpaw. So the power is coming from a total different side. So you've got to look for that. But with him, I know he's a southpaw, and so do you. So everybody else, every, everyone listening. <laughs> everybody else. Well, the it's not a secret. With, There's the, YouTube. They've yeah, been the, studying well, for years. The problem with, with Trevor is it's – both sides be- are horrific. The best part when you work with a pro fighter like Stevie Dement and some right. of the other guys in town, um, then you start learning like spinning back fists and Stevie loves the elbows and like all the different kicking. Can you, I'm 250 pounds. And like, you can kick. And I can like do every kick. Right. Crescent yeah, kick, right. all of them. Right, I mean, right, right, right. Not really so good at the axe one, probably. Nice thing. I hate that. Yeah, yeah, but whatever. I think it's uh, a great call. But it's a blast. I mean, like, I'm like him. Like, I, I'm a student of the game. Like, uh, I didn't have his near the fights he had um in the ring obviously barely any but or the street i had a lot but in hockey alone i had 384 i think pro fights dude on the ice bare fist are you kidding me pass one 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 big question does the fight keep going until somebody goes to the ice is that when it stops yeah so if a guy yeah so pretty much like if a guy so it's a gentleman's thing like so i fought one of my buddies in the nhl i won't say his name but he won two stanley cups and we're in the middle of a fight at uh in td garden and it was a good fight um he tried to go lefty on lefty on me just because i'm it's in boston 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 i like my keys in the car that's right fucking a so um you know having a good fight but his shoulder went out so instead of me 
you know, busting his ass. Instead of me staying on him, that's just not a gentleman thing to sure. do. So the fight pretty much ended. Sure, sure, sure. Um, you know, certain guys like the the French guy I was telling you when he went to the ground, I was I was doing grounded pound. Got it. But that's kind of not you're not supposed to do that. Right, right. Um, you know, some guys you got to send a message to, and other guys like you know, it's if they fall, you just, as soon as you pop up, you're patting each other on the head like good fight, brother. We go to the box all jacked up. You know, testosterone's a wild drug, and it's a part of the game. Yeah, it's a hundred. You know what I mean? For people game. from outside looking in, it seems like it's a uh, suspension in the game, and this has happened, and now we're going to go play again. But it's actually organically a part of the game. It's right. a it's it's a missing ingredient of the ultimate deterrent, and there's no more of an ultimate deterrent when you got a guy that is very capable of injuring someone at any time. Busting looking that ass. at look, yeah, busting that ass and looking after the brothers. Is there anybody playing that never gets into a fight? Yeah, they don't really. Fight oh, there's many. There's they? many guys that don't fight, okay. but they're not paid to. They're paid. It's out of, it's they're paid. Style now. It's out of vogue now. Yeah, so they're paid the big bucks. Is the, it? the guys that are the good players. He's a dinosaur. He calls himself. Yeah, I mean, I have a T-shirt. Stevie has it. I think it's yeah. called Last of the Dinosaurs. But there, there's still a few guys left in the league that like I truly love to watch. Ryan Reeves, um, he plays in um, Los Angeles. Uh, um, not Los Angeles, whatever. Vegas. He plays oh, for the Vegas Knights. Vegas, Angeles. I mean, yeah, whatever. You you, you know, you got loss. a bunch of guys. You got Kyle Clifford. He's from my hometown. He's with the Toronto Maple Leafs. You got Wilson. He's with the Capitals. You got Matt Martin, who I helped fight, uh, learn to fight. And he's an unbelievable hitter. He plays for the Islanders. I mean, there's kind of a lot of old school guys left, but there's back in the old days, man, it was like the Wild West. There's like four or five guys per team. I mean, in 0405, the lockout year, I mean, there was guys that had, I, I was trying to, set the record for fights and i, I, had I think a, you did didn't you? no i didn't i ended up with uh 35 and 49 games i've read i've read about i'm sorry I'm, once again i'm biased one guy I've had read, like 50 something well, fights i've read about you um from hockey uh hockey hockeyfights.com uh, you're supposed you to you, there's a very it's very up. likely that you come down or you end up being one of the best of all time as far as enforcers are concerned. I don't know about that, but um, no, some of the guys I loved, looked up to, um, some of them aren't with us anymore. Bob Probert, he's an absolute legend. I was a was big man. You fought him? No, I, no, I wish, just to have him on my card. But he's in, I have his jersey in my office all signed up and right. stuff. They do a, a motorcycle ride every year to, for heart um for heart stuff mm -hmm. uh, he died of a heart attack at 45 but he was a legend he was the champ um ty domi love ty domi scott stevens marty mcsorley i got to play for my idol um in the minors before the lockout year in 0304 i had uh 35 fights for him in 64 games learning from my he, he protected gretzky i mean okay. with Samanko and the oilers won some stanley cups Damn. he gretzky wouldn't take the trade unless marty mcsorley his brother and protector his big bro came to la with him with him yeah, yeah just he's the best hockey player just of all time. Just a phenomenal guy, Marty McSorley. Just a great guy. He's married to uh, Leanne, who used to be a professional volley beach volleyball player. I mean, just good, good dude to learn I'll from. I bet she's I ugly. I bet she's got an ugly blonde, blonde body. So how? Uh, how <laughs> no chance. <laughs> you, you, no tough guy gets an ugly girl, no, and if no. they do, shame on you. <laughs> you, you. You at some point went to Russia to play. Yeah, that's great. That's, yeah, I love Russia, boy. He has so much. He has such a wealth of information that we're probably gonna have to bring him back here again. I'll, I'll come on anytime you guys want. But so, um, so the you, cage. So, could you could you could you explain the difference between how the NHL is is owned different teams are owned by different types of men or organizations mm -hmm. and khl it's mafia 
Well, some, uh, some, really, really quick. some. KHL is the hockey. KHL is the yeah, some, is but um, Russian. And, and Russian. Yeah, KHL. it's called the Kent, uh, Continental Hockey League. Okay. The KHL, it's called um, the way they say it. But um, no, I love my time in Russia. My buddy, one of my very best friends and groomsmen, Yablonsky, I told you one of the toughest guys to have ever played. He brought me over to Russia after I was done in the NHL. I knew I wasn't going back. Obviously, I had a few big suspensions that cost me some cash. But, um, you know, it was a phenomenal ride over here. But then, I, you know, I wanted to try something different. And the money was phenomenal. Um, I got to go live with my best friend. We worked out every day. He made me food. He wouldn't let me cook. He's a phenomenal cook. So we just had a blast. And we're, we're going to places like Prague, Czech Republic, Bratislava, Slovakia, Riga, Latvia, Kiev, Ukraine. We're by Japan. I mean, we're all over the place. Sure. We're in Siberia. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Just traveling the world with my best friend, sitting right. there in the plane. Um, you know, we played for a phenomenal family. I got treated which is a very bold statement. I got treated phenomenal on many of the many of my stops, almost all of them. But when I went to the KHL, I got treated like royalty. I got treated better by this family and this team. They don't own it anymore. So okay. it's the Pavlinov family. They're phenomenal human beings. And I'm still very close with um, the son. He just had a baby. Congrats, Sash. Um, just had a baby boy. Um, just great people and just such talented hockey players over there. Like, Everyone raves, you know, NHL is the best league. Obviously, it's the best league. Sure. I mean, every, you know, it's, it's, everyone wants to play in the NHL. But on pure talent alone, which obviously I made a living with not a lot of talent, but just kind of grew my box and took pride in being able to hit, fight, and be a good teammate and leader and good guy in the community. Um, the pure talent over there is absolutely insane. Um, it's just such a cool league, and it was just such a cool experience, man. Are, I, I, like, loved every minute of it. Are they playing more to play and less for the money? Tell, I mean, tell him no, about the, that. No, the money over there is phenomenal. Okay. Tell um, him about how the fighting there. You said that here you'd fight every week. Over there, it's like every month. Yeah, but, you, so, but it's a big deal, right? Yeah, so like, <laughs> that's funny. I pay attention. Um, yeah, you do. So I don't mind saying this. I, I don't care because I, I know that, you know, I would never disrespect this family because they're the absolute best. Um, but I get a call from the son. And, um, you know, he pretty much is, you know, we're not going to get all into all the details, but pretty much, you know, he calls me a couple of days before the game and he goes, uh, you know, you know, Gills, he's like, this is very big weekend, Gills. And I said, yes, Ash, I know, bud. And uh, he goes, yeah, I don't think you understand. And I said, uh, you know, Sasha, I'm pretty much, uh, you know, understanding what you're spelling here, bud. Right. And, um, <laughs> you know, and I didn't have like over there, there's not even a half an hour of Russian, I mean, of English television, whether it's fighting, hockey, like nothing. It's all Russian. So if you don't know Russian, you're, you're screwed. screwed. Exactly. Which so, you, which I learned quite a bit, Good. you know, yeah. um, to be able to like, kind of like caveman language. Like I knew how to order chicken and eggs and spasiba balshoi is like, thank you very much. Like I knew the basics and they respect that. Like when you go over there and adopt their customs, they're great people. They're really into a lot of that kind of stuff. So pretty much I was told like, you got to fight. And uh, I made a joke. I was like, you know, buddy I, i'm pretty sure i understand that i wasn't brought over here to score goals i don't have any yet so um you know i ended up having a fight and um you know all the big guys from all over moscow st petersburg all over were visiting with bosses friends and um you know fortunate for me i was able to knock out a very tough guy and john john nasty morasty who um 
you know, I fought him many times and I could never drop him. I uh, hit him in the temple and uh, just kept the gas pedal down and, and I was able to drop him, which was huge for me. So what year was um, this? This was uh, 2012-ish. Okay. And so he was basically saying, this it was is the last lock a lot of people are watching. You got to make sure you. Oh, it's a very important because they take such pride in, uh, we were called Vitez. Okay. Um, check off Vitez and Vitez means knights. Okay. And so they're really big in, uh, on the pride. Like, sure. um, you know, there's a lot of, um, Russian warriors, um, that hang out with, with boss who okay. on our team, okay. um, the head guy, you know, my buddy, Sasha's dad. Um, so, you know, it's just their history, you know, just sure. their whole history and everything about it. So it was, it was very important for me to win that fight. And, um, fortunately I did. And, um, we fought again that year and it was very close. He, he caught me in the nose, a little bit of blood, but you know, I've never had a bad fight with John, John Asti Marassi. I have a ton of respect for him. Um, you know, he's a, he's a, from the Indian reserve and Meadow Lake, Saskatchewan, tough as nails. And, um, you know, you know, can, congrats to John on a great career. But uh, fortunately in that one, you know, you win some, you lose some. And fortunately for that one, I was a, a victor. Sure. Um, and you were in uh, Russia for a while. How, how different is it culturally when you're playing over there? Oh, I mean, man, I just loved it. So, like, <laughs> you know, here, you know, you get to the room and guys are, like, half asleep. I mean, I'm always buzzing. As soon as I have right. my coffee, it's like a... You're you know, going. Yeah, I'm on yeah. something. So, uh, <laughs> whatever. So, uh, you know, you get there and, all, like, if I'm usually one of the first guys at the rink, but... I just had a lot of cool customs. Like when you go in for lunch, you know, you say certain stuff. In the morning, it's like, Dobro utra, moi drug. That means like, uh, good morning, my friend. Right. And you go around and look at each teammate in the eye and shake their hand. Right. I mean, I thought that was just some cool stuff they had. Um, just a very talented player. Just like, you know, they have a lot of cool stuff over there. Um, they mean business. Yeah, they're not playing. Um, yeah. is this there, is an awesome league. Like, there's like flags and drums and chants. I mean, the whole rink chanting gillies and stuff. I mean, it's phenomenal. It's like a soccer atmosphere. You know, you're a yep. soccer guy. It's That's phenomenal. Right. It's like nothing here. Is there as much trading between teams domestically as there is here? Like trades? Yeah. You know what um, I mean? It seems like there'd be less trades. I don't know if they're so. Yeah, we didn't. No, that's a good question. That's a yeah. great question, actually. We um we didn't have many trades. That's I never thought about that till right now. I don't think we had a trade in. Um, Look at you. I, I don't smart. think we had a trade while I was Finally. in Russia. Really? Um, no, we had Finally. studs though. I mean, we had <laughs> Artemi. You know, you guys aren't hockey guys, but Artemi Panarin. This guy is a walking tripod, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> not really. Yeah, it's insane. But anyway, this guy's so talented. I don't even I'll know. I've got a kickstand. I don't even know how he <laughs> skated, but anyway, he's a, he's he's an NHL. Yeah, it's insane. He should have, um, but he won with the double blades. You know, that's how you learn to skate when you're like two double blade runner for that third wheel. But uh, no, Artemi's amazing. He's a stud in the NHL. I mean, the guys are like a bonafide superstar right now in the NHL. Uh, I played with Markov. This is a cool story about Markov. Danny Markov played in the NHL forever. He's a legend, and they all wear these like little bags. It's kind of, I don't even know if I've told Stevie this. It's I don't know if you want to. I'm going to say it anyways. Yeah. So, uh, you know, apologies now but to right. my Russian guys because I love them. But they were like, they're all big into big names like Louis Vuitton, you uh -huh. know, you know, some of the names. And they got these like little purses, but they're guys. So I called them like, you know. Fanny bags. Yeah. Like I had a certain name for it. We're not going to get into that, you know, but a certain name for the bag. Yeah. And um, was it the kind you put on the waist? Yeah. They, they wear it like sideways, almost like across the, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, the chest, the chest area. Uh, we'll call it. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I right asked, across the breast. I asked mm -hmm. Danny. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, 
Ooh. So I asked, <laughs> I asked Danny, I was like, hey, hey, you know, I'm kind of carving them a little bit, chirping them. Right. Giving a couple digs on them. And he goes to me, he goes, I go, what do you got in there, big guy? So he had like his cars. They all drive Mercedes. Wallet, nice keys, stuff. whatever. Yeah, so wallet, keys, lots of chew. Right. They love their chew over there, really? which I'm all okay. about. Yeah. Oh. They got this like weird kind. It looks like chicken shit kind. It's like okay. little, or like almost like rabbit turds. And you, it's like in a little bag and you, it's different. It looks like a BB pellets. And you like got to roll it into your mouth. It's and not it's beetle, so though, it? strong. I don't know what it beetle is. Beetle must be red. It, it's not red. It is the most insane. Like, I mean, you get in cold sweats. You want to take off your clothes. It's like wild. I got I to gotta look this up. Okay. Yeah. So it's crazy. But um, so, and then he had a handgun in there. So, you know, they're not playing. Right. Uh, no, they're not playing one And bit. then I would chirp uh, Panarin about his bag, certain words, choice words for him. Uh-huh. And then Panarin couldn't speak very good English at the time. So um, Markov could speak perfect English. He's like a legend player on a ton of NHL teams and he's a great guy um, and he goes he's translating for Panarin and Panarin looks at me and Yabo my buddy Yabo is a farmer right like uh. I'm more of a city boy so Yabo's got on his like work boots kind of deal and jeans and he looks at both of us and says and he's a young kid he's a stud now he's making millions he's a such a, he's one of the best players in the NHL and he goes he goes Yabo the Gillies he goes this bag is worth more than everything you both are wearing <laughs> <laughs> So that was the translation. But uh, Markov, like, he's such a legend that he's so old school that they had, like, a smoking area for him. Just like, for? Every single room on the road, it would be either in the shower or he'd have his own room where he could go and have a butt in between periods. I mean, that's how old school that's the savage is. I mean, I'm just like, I'm thinking, I'm 30, I was like 34, and I'm thinking... This guy's like 40. You guys like, putting away a cigar before? This guy's burying, he's burying <laughs> cigarettes in the middle of the fastest hockey I've ever played. It's way faster than the NHL. I'm just like, sometimes I'd be like, this is a truck, man. I got to get off the ice. Right, you know, it's like right, crazy. Right. Uh, but no, great times. I love all the Russian people. They're phenomenal. Got a lot of great friends and fans over there. Do um, the, the guy that, and you'll hear this soon, actually, the guy that was on here with us before you is a uh, psychologist, and he was talking about, Jeremy Hertz was talking about brain injury and that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you notice any friends uh, that have any issues at this point? <laughs> well, it's a big deal with these enforcers. I think there's a, the, um, I can imagine, I think the yeah. suicide rate is just absolutely off the charts. Yeah. Well, well, with a lot of the guys, that, right? well, with a lot of the guys that have passed, um, I wouldn't say suicide is fair. Um, you know, I hate hate to get into it, but whatever. No, no. Um, to be honest, like and back, we don't have to. No, no, I, no. I'm totally fine with it. So um, it is what it is. It's yeah. the brotherhood, and a lot of guys are doing great. Right. Um, like I feel like I'm doing great. I have many of my buddies that used to do the job that are that are doing fantastic. Um, but um, they used to hand out painkillers, like mm. you you know, it's a nationwide sure. Sure. problem. Sure. Sure. Um, they used to hand them out like they were Tic Tacs. It's right. like you were playing Pac Man. So you know, um, you know. Luckily, I never had a problem, but I'm not going to say that I never did them. Sure. We used to take them. I wasn't. Yeah, I might have been a little sore. Everyone's sore playing pro sports, but we take them on the bus for fun to kind of get rid of the, pass the time, play some cards, fun. watch some movies. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, well, a couple of the guys. A couple of the guys, you know, um, unfortunately, like Derek Bugard, he's the champ. He's the only man to ever knock me out with a punch. I right. mean, I knock myself out from hits all the time. 
um, guy was huge. He's hard to deal with. You know, you you can't. It's hard to deal with that reach, like six nine. But you know, he had an six, axe. nine. He's huge. The, yeah, on the ice. Yeah, he's like two eighty four, which makes him like seven eight. And he's an absolute <laughs> monster, and he just throws bombs. Like I couldn't even tell you when he hit me if the punch was hard. Like I don't remember a couple right. minutes of my life. I remember going like I can watch the video and see myself get up and struggle. Right. You know, right. that's kind right. of hilarious. Right. Um, and then I go in and you know pour some cold water on my on my neck before the the doctors come down from the press boxes yeah. take a sniffer you know what were those called ammonia or whatever yeah uh, is, uh, not ammonia you know snap one of those sniffers like I thought that was locker room where you get really really and hot just get like know. and just kind of get back salt, back right and salt. when they when they came down and tested me doing all the countdown tests like the balance these, yeah. these are pro athletes you're talking about like anyone can pass those right. basic like right. concussion protocol was real lax back then and it's kind of like live by the sword, oh, die by the you, sword. Your salt, I think. Yeah, live by the sword, die by the sword mentality. But unfortunately, a couple guys like, you know, Boogie, um, may he rest in peace, and condolences to his family. Guy was the champ. Um, you know, he had an accident. You know, let's get the facts straight. He had an accidental painkiller and booze overdose. Ah. So it's, you know, it's just like us going out. Like if we went out and whatever, we're having some fun, all of a sudden just, I don't wake up the next day. You know, that's kind of what let's happened. Let's not do that. You know, no, exactly. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying like, Hey, you know, unfortunately, there's been some things that have happened and they make more of a big deal out of it. Um, you know, let's not get confused. Like, I loved every second of mm-hmm. my job. Stevie knows, like, I don't miss the bag skates. I don't miss, like, a lot of the politics or some of the crap in the game. But I miss the brotherhood, the great dinners with high-end wines and playing cards on the bus or the plane for money and just that that camaraderie that yeah we have that and a lot of great friends we have we have that but but you don't get that all the time but it's a team you know it's like you're you're, everyone's pushing and pulling that rope for a common goal you know it's a super special bond of brotherhood just like when stevie fought for st louis it's the same deal um and it's very hard to replicate in real life it's very hard to explain um so i feel blessed for every um, every guy I protected, every fight, um, because I absolutely dreamed of this. I didn't dream of being Wayne Gretzky. Like I wanted to do exactly what, what did. I did, and so I you, know, you were honest. good, and you were good at it. Well, thanks, brother. I had a lot of help from you, so thank oh, you very much, my friend. That's a rarity to get what you get two what you pee, Two so, peas in a pod. So uh, big, <laughs> two big, violent peas in a pod. <laughs> <laughs> big Dement, big Dement, right here helped mm-hmm. me a lot when I went over to Russia. Okay. And, um, some big fights there. So obviously, the one I just told you about, I got a nice little bonus. So uh, I never did see any of that money. Just so you know. Yeah, I'm gonna. No, I know, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> you, get, you get some free shirts, and I got some free okay. stuff. So um, you're gonna get a maybe nice we'll go right? visit. We'll go visit together because they're phenomenal people. I really want to. They're phenomenal people. It's a phenomenal culture. I think it. A lot of people, um, especially hockey guys, like if some of them have had bad experiences with not getting their money or. Or some of the different things, because let's be honest, like I went over there and did exactly what I did in North America, exactly what I did in the NHL. Gillies, I want you to skate, 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 hit, 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 fight, 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 you right. know, be a good teammate, you know the yeah. deal, sign lots of autographs, do my thing. And it's not really hard to replicate that. It's the same job at every level. Every That's why it's it's easy to go up, as long as you're able to step you know, up get better. Doing yeah, it. step up, get better, uh-huh. fight those better guys, and just keep kind of evolving. You, you've talked about going over there, and you're like, let's go over there and visit. But I mean, with, with, it's phenomenal. With, 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 uh, I love they, it. Oh, this this is a, this is a given. What I'd like to do, it's phenomenal. And my kind of the idea is, if you know Andrea KGB Lee, we you know I was it her assistant or her second uh, on her first UFC fight. If I could get KGB 
somehow oh, get on, get on that a, card and at, I, yeah. in Moscow, that would just be that would be crazy. We would be oh, well. Yeah. We would let's put it this way: we would We'd be, be well we would be looked after like family. I mean. I got treated better. I mean, you get a free house, no bills, free car. I made great money, tax-free. They pay your taxes. Mm -hmm. uh, I got bonuses for fights, like when I knocked out Johnny. Um, they, you know, I went to the bond. This is a cool story. Make it quick. Um, so we go to the banya. The banya, banya means Russian sauna. Sure. And um, tell them about that. How that works. I'm sorry. It's phenomenal. Works. So they have some like uh, co-ed ones in Russia. That's where they the beat stick, you right? with the sticks, yeah. and it's a lot. It's super hot. Beat right? me with a stick. Fuck you. And, <laughs> no, it's amazing. And then there's like a wreath, like almost like Jesus, like right. they put on your face. It makes it super hot, and you got to stay in there a certain amount of time. That's I think right. it's about nine minutes. And then after that, the old guys, there's like these like uh, chains they pull, and mm -hmm. it's got a cold, you know, ice bucket that pours on them. They get out easy. Then they go back in and they eat all the great Russian food. You know, the pastries. They're real big on pastries. And the semum godum, which is like almost like moonshine, but it's it's vodka with berries. And you're just having a phenomenal time. And boss only watches like hockey number one, boxing number two. If the boxers are around, because he manages... He managed uh, Pavetkin, who was a world champion. He yep. was a heavyweight champion. He lost to Klitschko. Great guy. He used to hang out with them. But they weren't allowed to drink, but we were expected to. And then there was also Lebedev. Lebedev knocked out Roy Jones Jr. Yep. So they fought under the Vitez, which means Knight's name. And same with our team. So the boxers would be there, but they're not allowed to drink. But we would be crippled. I'd be like, Niet spasibo, boss. It like, <laughs> no, doesn't no matter. You, you oh, know, okay. you keep going. Choo choo, niet problem. It means like a little bit, no, no problem. But it just phenomenal. Like I treated phenomenal. But you go from the sauna, there's a little guy in there that like, you know, he looks like he's dying, but um, he's the he's the banya attendant, sauna attendant. Because he's in there all day long. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's a savage, and he's just like <laughs> he's in there dying. He's a savage, bro. Yeah, he's a savage. I mean, like I was dying. Like the You're first time, the first minutes. the first time I go in there, Hethel, I look at my buddy Yabo, and uh, I, I can't breathe. And so I was trying to do like American sauna, right? You know, big deep breaths, yeah, yeah, controlled yeah. your breathing. You know, you know the deal. Stevie tells me this yep. when we're hitting pads. Yep. Um, don't get too amped up. And um, all of a sudden, I'm like freaking out. But I'm not saying anything, right? Okay. So um, Yabo goes to me. He goes, Gills, you know, da, 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 like just kind of what the, what the hell, you know? And um, I'm like, dude, I can't breathe. <laughs> and he goes, uh, <laughs> he goes, well, what are you doing? And I said, I'm just taking big, big, deep breaths. He said, no, no, no. He goes, you need little short, shallow breaths. He goes, it's, it's way hotter. Like I can't even explain it to you. It's sure. Like, a bricks all like stones and it's got an oven in there i mean it's wild how hot it is and then sometimes we would just go jump in the snow outside because russia there's a lot of snow sure. in the middle. who knew yeah it's wild it's like rocky you know what i mean right, right. no pain you know yep. like running yep, 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 you know, yep, doing yep. the deal a rocky four against yep. if he dies, he dies he dies he dies <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely so they had like this dock down there so you walk down and you're butt naked now. You know, I mean, there's no women around. This is the only men. This is where they do their business, where they have their talks, where right. they entertain their friends. Right. It'd be like us, like hanging out up, up at Stevie's. Uh, we're not going to have our clothes off in the snow. Yeah, no, so. exactly. But I mean, it's like, it's just like entertaining, right? Well, let's have really work. So we go down, you got to go down, you got to go down in the water uh, all the way to your chin. Put clothes yeah. in no snow. You got to go all the way to your chin and you have to stay in there for two full minutes. They time you. Then you come up and what you got left, I mean, it's like a... It's ridiculous. Yeah. And then you go up and you go in this. How long does it take you to dig your penis out of your stomach? <laughs> well, once you get up into the next tub, you're feeling great. You're you're right back to life. It's like a super hot tub with like some special stuff in there. So it's back and forth. Yeah. So then you do the the full the full experience. And right. uh, you know when I was freaking out, Yabo's like you. 
Gilles, you're a tough guy. You got to do this. He's like, boss won't respect you if you don't do the Russian custom. So, you know, I learned how to breathe. And then I ended up loving it every time after that. You feel, I, went, I was 34 when I played there. Every time I finished a banya, and I would do like four and four or five in one night sometimes. Okay. We'd have a blast just drinking, watching, watching uh, you know, MMA or, or the whatever. KHL, whatever, whatever yeah. on TV. He only watches two things. It's, right. it's, it's fighting or, or you know, Steve hockey, hockey. It's fighting or hockey fighting. Right. So, you know, you go down, you go back and forth from the, the river, which is, it's got like circulation. So the, the ice doesn't freeze around there, but the rest is like an inch thick. And there's like deers on the other side that they feed with lights. It's crazy. That sounds like a resort. It's beautiful. Oh, it's 500 well, he acres. He has wolves and shit. It, yeah, he's got wolves. It's amazing. Now, uh, when I was there, he had like two or three wolves. Now he's got like six. It's like tons of racehorse. It's beautiful. It's the most beautiful place I've ever been. Like Sumasheshi Sabaka means like crazy, crazy effing dog. Right. There's tons of them. They look like bears and they're in cages. They're like made to like push a button and they, you know, they go do their thing. Right. Um, just amazing. Like underground cave where you can like all these, he gets gifts from all over all these people like moose, bear, like cheetah, like lions, grizzly bear, full mount. I mean, it's incredible. And you just sit there listening to Russian music. You get entertained like you're a king drinking eating right. dancing around it's just phenomenal and uh it's called the village man okay this great awesome. great people man great people so uh let's talk more i'll talk right. as long as you want yeah right. well let's right. do this you again can make it soon. Into a two-part let's, let's we'll, do we'll, that let's do it again soon let's yeah. let's go to another place um <laughs> let's go to uh, probably next time let's talk about what trevor's doing here now um, for a living, you know, he's in the credit card industry, and I think that's where we need to go next. No, I was going to bring that up, but I wanted uh, a few more weeks to go by because I think some of the stuff that's going on in the country is going to affect the economy, the banking, the yeah. credit card industry, all that. Yeah, I think things are going to open up. up a little more. So let's let's give it a little time, and that'll be our next. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I would love I'd love to chat about it. Yeah, I, mean, I can help everyone, and um, it's a perfect time for people to want to save some more money. Yeah. And we guarantee savings. Right so, on. There you go. Happy to be on here with you boys, and I'll come Man, anytime. Man, Trevor, dude, this was a blast. Completely oh, eye-opening. I'm going to keep you. Oh, this is nothing. I mean, if yeah. we, could, we could do this once. I could be a guest spot once a week. Please. You're welcome to do it. Actually, we've had a few people. I actually people, enjoy it. Well, we've had a couple of people that we do we do want to be on about once every month or so, okay. and he'd be a per. He's perfect. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, I'm. Not joking, I think this Finnish long drink company at some point is going to be like, you better like need to give us some. It's so funny because yeah, every time, well, every time we're just like, this has been sponsored by the Finnish long drink company. Yeah, well, you know? drink. well, quick story, uh, right after the Russian year. You turned me on to this. Exactly. Right after the Russian year, I went and played in Helsinki, Finland. What a place. Beautiful. It's awesome. It's beautiful. <laughs> Cobblestone streets and people have metal music. I mean, just great food. Didn't you, you get like, they tried to put you in jail? Uh, not really, but uh, I got sent out to do a job and I did the job. We'll talk about that next time. <laughs> right. um, but you'll love that story. It's phenomenal. It was totally orchestrated. But um, all the boys, when we go out to the bar after a win, they have it on tap. So just like us going to grab a, you know, an IPA or whatever. Whatever. Uh, they know, have Michael, Shep- right. Michael Sheppel's pizza joint. Give him a little plug a here. A little mirror right. So, <laughs> mirror right. So uh, pretty much they got the long drink on tap there. Okay. And obviously not this black one. Is it better? Though. It's phenomenal. And that's what they all drink. That's like their thing. That's the, that's, it's, okay. it's legit. Someone here, I don't know the whole story, but someone got the rights to sell it here and they've blown up. Right. You know, I got to tell you, when, um, when I went to Ireland, um, to Dublin to go fight in the World Championships, 
uh, probably about about eight years ago, um, everyone said, "Hey, listen, you need to go to the Guinness place. That's the, oh, yeah. The, yeah. the headquarters or whatever." And I was all in my head. That's the real Guinness. I always thought in my head I was thinking, you know what this Guinness is going to taste like when I go taste it? The real Guinness is going to be like a chocolate cake. That's a thick chocolate cake. You just barely can swallow it. Because, but it's because thick and it's great and it's sweet. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's totally the opposite in a better way. It's effervescent. It's refreshing. Great word, Stevie Cat. It's refreshing. Great it's, word. I was just. It blew me away because, but it was exactly the opposite. I wonder if the long drink on tap is the same way. I think it's better. We're gonna get paid. It's bitch. better. <laughs> it's better. But all the boys drink it. Everyone drinks it. That's their drink. It'd yeah. be like people here drinking Mick Ultra or Bud Light or whatever. Miller Light, I mean, yeah. yeah, Mira Wright. Mira Wright. Uh, anyway. All right, guys. Think? All right. Hey, apologiesnow.com, or we can go on to uh, go on to Apple Podcasts and check us out. We have, I think we have maybe two or three different podcasts in the can. We may use probably two of them. And ultimately, right now, we're trying to outfit another place to get some of this reverb yeah. down. We are about to change our studio location. So, talk to y'all later. Bye. Peace. Juice.